Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, and host of this podcast now in its ninth year, Dream Business Radio. Welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio with my special guest, Julie Bartkus. And yes, if you have very good hearing, like I don't, you, you might hear there's roofers on Julie's house of all days to come. But you know what? <laughs> the show must go on. You're going to love the content, so ignore the banging. Anyway, Julie, I'm so excited. I've known Julie for a very long time. I mean, like well over 10 years. She has a tremendous background in working with teams of all sizes. She's a total rock star in the childcare industry, which as you know, Stephanie was in. And it's very, very staff driven. I also know other industries that she has worked with kind of privately through her consulting program, um, working with companies on staff retention, how to attract staff, and also solving a bunch of staffing issues. So it's really related around people and you know process, all that stuff we're going to talk about today. Now, again, as I mentioned, in full disclosure, Julie is a member of my mastermind. She's one of my high-level coaching clients. And through our coaching calls, as we're working through different issues and, and things, she she said something about workplace detox. And I'm like, wait, what's that? <laughs> I, I, I think that's the, you just use that term. I don't think we like came, you were using that already. Yes. Um, and I said, Julie, that we got to write a book. I said, honestly, this topic is just too important for companies of all sizes, especially, you know, given the last two years, but I think even, you know, certainly well before even the pandemic, there's been some issues with workplace toxicity. So before we dive in, I just want to remind you again that you can get all six of my dream business books for free in digital format. You can download them at Kindle, Kindle as Kindle books in the Amazon bookstore as nookbooks at bnn.com and also in the iBook store. To date, uh, this thing, what I'm calling my legacy changes, everything over 32,000 books have been downloaded on Amazon. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's far more people than in this Marina. So anyway, it's March the 9th as we're doing this. I always got to check. And um, so we're doing this live and you might be listening to the replay in, in a uh, couple weeks. So that's pretty exciting. But uh, at the end of March, Stephanie and I will begin a 1300 mile journey back up to our home port in the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. So we're kind of excited about that. I'm sure hoping the price of diesel starts going down because that's going to be a very expensive trip. But anyway, Julie, I I was um I was preparing this morning for this interview because I'm so excited to uh, share your brilliance. I, I think I came up with like 12 questions. We probably have room for half of those. So anyway, welcome <laughs> to Dream Business Radio. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for having me. It's, it's such a thrill to be here. And of course, I always love talking about detoxing and teams and all that's involved with that, let alone spending it's, a little time I mean, with you. Teams, so. Yeah, and teams of all sizes, right? That's yes. the one thing I kept thinking about. So anyway, what brought you to use like what I'm going to call your vast experience to uh, create a program or we're not, is it a program, methodology, pro, you know, whatever, to call this thing yeah. workplace detox? What brought that about? Well, you know, when I was working with teams early on, so I've been studying teams for well over 20 years 
But I had this fascination with, well, why is it that people start their job? And they're usually pretty excited about that job. They go and tell their friends and family. They may post it on Facebook and say, oh, I'm starting and I'm so excited. And then it's like a day later, a week later, a month later, a few months later, something happens to that level of excitement. Something mm -hmm. happens to that enthusiasm level. Mm -hmm. And what became a fascination of mine is, well, hey, what happens? You know, if they were really excited to start, why aren't they really excited now? And I would even witness people leaving certain industries because they were associating the bad feelings that they had about that job and about that profession with that one organization that they were working with. So I really looked at not only understanding what motivates teams and what motivates people, but more specifically, what demotivates people, what demotivates team members. And I would get calls from around the world saying, Julie, what else do we need to do? And sometimes it's not a matter of what do we need to do to have a motivated team. It's what do we need to stop doing? So yeah. their excitement and enthusiasm remains incredibly high. You know, um, I've always been a fan of Zig Ziglar. And Zig mm. had this expression that um, I think he used it in relation to his wife, who he called the, the redhead. But he yep. dates her every single day, right? And I, and I don't know if that was the genesis, but I have an expression when I was teaching um, client retention and things like that, that you, there's a certain stage in the relationship of a business and a customer or staff member called the honeymoon stage when everything is perfect, right? And then yeah. it just goes downhill from there, not to sound too <laughs> pessimistic, true. but it's really, then, so how do you get that back? I think it's really important when somebody lands a job, they, especially if it's in an industry they like, and then what happens to make it, if you fast forward, whether it's a month or a year or five years, oh, excuse me. Oh, holding off a sneeze. What happens to <laughs> what I'm live, right? What happens to make that go south, right? So, so you started studying that and that's kind of how you came up with the whole detox formula. Yeah. It's almost like, you know what, well, what needs to be cleaned out? What is it that we're doing that we really need to stop doing? And when you look at demotivation and what demotivates employees, and I don't care if you're a team of two or a team of 202, the issues that typically come up are the same. So what we want to do is look at things from the top down of an organization or your business to see, well, what is it that's going on that's really demotivating my staff and understand that so that we can take a different action step. So the question that you were progressing to was about, well, how and can you get it back? And I always say there's this proverbial, you know, red line that gets crossed, kind of like in relationships, right? It's kind of like sometimes you cross that line and you can't go back to feel that way about your dream man or your dream woman that you once did because that line was crossed for you. So in your organization or when you're working with a team member, you have to ask yourself that question too, is, is, is that line crossed? And can I go back and can we rekindle this relationship? And an employee has to look at that when they're feeling less than motivated if they're going to stay. But a lot of people, employees are checking out before they actually physically quit. And we're starting the Workplace Detox podcast, which is uh, leading us to some really interesting interviews about uh, you know, team members and how they check out. And, you know, some of them check out a year, two years before they actually mm. put in their notice and say, I quit. So, so they show you, up, right? They're there, yeah. but they're not putting in good work. Right. And then that's what, you know, we call being robotic in the workplace is that leaders want to know, well, hey, why are my staff turning into robots? Why is it that they just come in and collect a paycheck? Well, it's that they've already checked out. 
So now we have to look at the whole relationship and say, okay, can we bring this back? Yeah, there's no, there's no like quick fix. Listen to this CD and it fixes itself. That's why working with someone <laughs> like you is so important. Do right. all, have you? And I know you haven't like done extensive surveys around the country, but do most workplaces have a level of toxicity, whether it's a little bit or a lot? I mean, is is it like a general? I mean, if you have staff, is there toxicity? I guess. I would say yes. And I'm hearing more and more from people. Uh, my friend who's a mechanic at a large car dealership is like, we need you. You know, so a lot of people are like, we need you, we need you, we need you. The The unfortunate part is that many leaders think of staff motivation or internal relationship building as a luxury. Mm -hmm. So it often gets sidestepped to getting the business in, getting profitability up. And then in the meantime, really what's not in our P&L statement is the profitability that's lost because we don't have a motivated team. Mm. So they're a part of the equation, but and a really important part. But a lot of times it's like, all right, well, when we have time, we'll look at what will motivate our staff, what will make our people happier. And if you do it right, man, your business is going to soar because of the people that you have in place working for you. And yeah, that's you. Re that's really important what you just said, because I've been in business a long time and I'm like, so if you have a demo, looking at why your P&L might not be as healthy as you want, a lot of people, well, is there marketing, sales, is the, the economy, but they never look really, my experience, people never look inward at the demotivated staff as being a reason for lower profits. Yes. And it totally can be because if you think about your time as an owner and, and here's what I find, I mean, it's really interesting is that, well, and, and mindset is a huge part of the detox, but when you look at how much time you'll spend dealing with a destructive employee and especially for women, because we can hang on to things, you know, but it, it, it extends way beyond the workplace. We're at home eating dinner with our loved ones and we're thinking about our staff member, Susan, who's not doing what she needs to be doing. And then we think about her again while we're going to bed, you know, so we're bringing Susan all over the place with us and she's the destructive employee, but we just don't know how to handle her. So not only is she eating away at our profitability during work, but it's just taking away from our happiness to that we're feeling mm -hmm. because of, you know, what's going on and we don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Um, well, hello there, Craig. <laughs> Gregory. Hi, Craig. Jim. Craig is another member of the Dream Business Mastermind. That's cool. Oh, I think uh, Adam Homie's also. Adam, woo. Yeah. Bringing in the troops. So let's say a company CEO or VP of Human Resources reaches out to you uh, either now through your website, because they're, maybe they're watching the interview, and, and then certainly in a few months, they might be reading your book, we would think. And they say, <laughs> you know, boy, you really know how to fix broken teams. So can you walk us through just even a, a, the initial steps that you might take if a company like brought you in? H how do you get started? I, one of the, the really important starting places is, and we came up with an acronym for detox. So the D in detox stands for desire, getting really clear on what it is that you desire, because we could sit there and beat ourselves up for what it is that we don't want. Oh, mm -hmm. I don't want the staff person to do this. I don't want them to be late. I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want them, or I don't want to feel this way. So we can look at all the things that we don't want, but what we have to do is really create a vision beyond present circumstances that will propel us to take the action that's needed to create this incredibly dreamy team. So when we start, we start by talking about what it is that you do want, what it is what is it that you want to create? What is it that you want to build? And then we move in that direction. 
Very cool. Why don't we, before I move on to my next question, because we don't have time to unpack them all, but give the uh, the acronym detox. How to you know? So D's for desire. What's Dave, the rest of it? Yeah. So he, he wants, he wants the whole package here. Yeah. Let's do the whole thing. <laughs> so, so D is for desire. E is for energy. T is for transformation. So we're going to be looking at the things that we want to transform. Mm -hmm. And then O is for open. And a big part of that is the communication. And then X is for X factor. I love that. I love that X factor, <laughs> X right? Factor. And, and the X factor is something that, you know, sometimes when you're working with a consultant like yourself, they say, well, what's the secret sauce? Well, you, you call that the X factor. And just being a marketing guy, I think that's pretty cool. So that's yes. what detox stands for. Yes. Um, so I'm, how important is culture? Um, you know, and what happens to a company's culture when the workplace becomes toxic? Mm. Well, when the workplace becomes toxic, it's typically, you know, and it's you know, culture, toxic people, they, they go, it goes hand in hand. So your culture is defined by the people that you have in place. And typically your culture cannot outperform the, the weakest member of your team. So it's never going to really expand beyond that. So if you're hanging on to people, like especially right now in this day and age, you're hang, hanging on to people because you're like, well, who's going to replace them? Who's going to serve my customers? Who's going to do this if we let them go? So you're hanging on to people, but then yet if that person is truly a destructive person, you know, that's going to quantify what your culture is. So we need to be up leveling our mindset around the possibilities of who we can attract and really let go of the fear around letting people go who don't really serve our vision and serve our team so that we can cultivate that kind of culture that's really going to um, be what we want it to be. Is there, uh, and I, I know I'm asking a question that has no answer, but just <laughs> I, I, I like thinking of my listeners, if, what would they want to ask? How long does it usually take if someone was to reach out to you and say, yeah, man, I got I had no idea I was calling it toxic, but yeah, my workplace is not healthy. They might say that. So what does an engagement with you usually look like? And I'm guessing there's variables depending on the size of company, employees, how much hierarchy of you know directors and things like that. Yeah, I think the more hierarchies there are, the, the harder that becomes. Uh, but that's why I love working with the business owner, with a team. They might have a couple managers in place. If we have a team like that, you can really see a transformation happen. And, you know, to me, a huge one can start happening right away. And I remember once going in and working with a team. We were in California. We rented a nice home, brought everybody out to that place. And within four hours, they went from feeling demotivated um, hopeless, unmotivated to being on fire. And I've got a video of this entire team like cheering for their owner. Oh, wow. And they were so excited. This was just after four hours. But what we could do is really get people thinking differently so they function differently. But then it's up to the leader to sustain that. So the change really depends. So if you were to, to uh, you know, invest with somebody like me, it'd be a matter of, well, how much do you want me there? How much guidance do you want? Because we can lift people up like this. But then if we get back into a destructive culture, then it's going to be like, oh, wait, now it's all plummeting again. It's all falling yeah. apart. So to me, the most important work doesn't even happen with the team. To me, the most important work happens with the leader. So they know how to sustain a motivated, positive, high functioning mm -hmm. team and an incredibly productive workplace culture. So I was just going to ask you if this works best from senior management down or from the bottom up, but I'm guessing you just said it works best from senior management, getting them on board and, and then bringing it downward. 
It, it does. It does. Yeah. If we get the people on the top involved and I used to go in like kind of in the middle. I remember when I first started speaking many, many moons ago, uh, I would go into teams and I remember one time I was about to take the stage and uh, it, it was in a school. So I'll divulge that much information. And he, mm -hmm. the superintendent shook my hand. He's like, good luck. They're a strange group. <sighs> and when I got on stage, I was doing my motivational thing and people were looking at me with their eyes rolling and I just couldn't figure it out. I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? But I really realized after I reflected on this, that he brought me there hoping I would fix people that I would change the team and that I would make mm -hmm. them different so he would feel different without really buying into the fact that, hey, you have to be different, which can sometimes be a tough pill to swallow. But it's easier than you think, too, once you have the right guidance with it. It really is. So um, energy. So that's uh, in detox energy. I'm curious about that. Are you talking about the energy that the team brings, the energy that the leader brings, or is everything in unison? Oh my goodness. Energy is so important. And to me, it's about the energy behind the intention. So what is it that we're trying to do and what's our true energy behind it? And to me, there's visionary energy, which is on one side of the spectrum. And then there's fear and desperation, which is on the other side. And a lot of times in leadership, the energy that we're bringing is fear or desperation or will they like me kind of energy, where if we really get clear on our desire and then focus in that direction and say, hey, you know what, this is the vision and this is what I'm really excited about. And they bring it. And then that gets incorporated into help wanted ads or whatever it is that we're doing, whatever the initiative is, that energy is going to transform all the results. What are some of the signs of a toxic work culture? Um, I mean, I can think of a few, but you're, you're the guest. So let me, what, mm. what, how, what would people, cause you know, most CEOs, most business owners, they're just busy, busy, busy. Everybody's putting out fires. Everybody's handling 9 million things. So how do you even look around and say, whoa, I'm busy, but that is not healthy. <laughs> That's a toxic work. But what are some of the signs that, um, that, that let's call it the senior management should be uh, looking out for? Yeah, if you're a leader, it's going to be a general feeling that you get. So you might be at a staff meeting presenting on a topic and nobody says anything to you. Like when you ask for feedback, everybody's quiet. And then the meeting ends and you notice people are huddled in groups around. So you might notice that you're not getting direct and open communication from your people. You might also see people complaining about one another, um, being negative. So there could be a lot of drama, gossip, negativity. There could be absenteeism, tardiness, people being less than punctual for work. So those things are what I call symptoms of a detox that needs to happen. So those are basically what I would call demotivators or okay. actually the cause or the symptom of a demotivator. So it's really to understand like, hey, what's causing those things? So what's leading to gossip, negativity, drama? people not doing their jobs, not following through on commitments, not meeting deadlines. But generally, it generally it's an overall feeling. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, I'll keep talking. <laughs> you keep talking because I couldn't hear you. Yeah, I, but, I, but, general, but generally, Jim, it's like an overall feeling that they'll get in their environment to go, man, it just doesn't 
feel right. Yeah. So you've got you've got to invest some time taking the pulse of your people too. And if you're experiencing a lot of turnover, well, why are people leaving? Are you reaching out to them to mm. find out why? Or hiring somebody who could reach out to them to say, you know, you left and and your leader, your ex-leader is just really committed going forward to create an amazing environment. And they just want to get some candid feedback from you. And then you could get some good feedback from people to make a transformation happen. I was thinking of a couple, and I don't know if you mentioned them for the 10 seconds my earbud flew out of my ear, but I was thinking of um, fear-based leadership, which I think is the opposite of, you know, uh, um, inspired leadership, yes. motivation, you know, bringing people along. Fear-based is do this or it's your job, right? Right. And then, and then I think maybe what goes hand in hand with that is lack of transparency. Yes. Yeah. Lack of transparency leads to lack of trust from your people. Yeah. And a lot of people think they're being smart when they're not being transparent, but man, your people figure things out and they know. So it's better just to find ways to be really transparent with people and to be authentic and to be genuine. And that's going to build a stronger relationship. And those things are incredibly valued from today's employees. Um, I was talking with another one of our, our fellow coaching members and they run a big organization and we were talking about stress and uncertainty mm. in the work environment, particularly in the last couple of years when everybody had to go home, you know, and I'm sure that that's why I said in the intro, I think it's always important, but especially now is what do you think about stress and uncertainty being like a demoralizing or, or, or toxic environment. Yeah. Let me ask you, Jim, I know that you're in a boat these days and maybe you get behind <laughs> a really big boat, but yeah. have you ever driven behind a semi truck, like a really big truck and you're in your car and you can't see around that truck. Yep. How do you feel? I, it feels dangerous because the little car, we got a little car up back in Maryland. So when I'm on <laughs> my truck, I feel like if that guy slams on his brakes, I'm going right under that thing. Right. And what happens? Most people try to go around trucks. They try to pass them because they want to see what's in front of them. Ah. And that's what your people want is they want to be able to see what lies ahead for them. And that's where the vision comes in. But if their vision is blocked by whatever's going on organizationally or just because you are so crazy busy, it becomes like them driving behind and being stuck behind this big semi and nobody likes that spot. Yeah. It's so one of the things I like about working with you is I, I and it's why I work with Anne, my editors. I have some thoughts, but she makes me sound smarter. And I asked you about <laughs> and you really made it sound so much better about people want to see into the future. It's not uncertainty, but I guess uncertainty comes to the fact that I can't see ahead. Therefore, I'm stressful. Yes. Yeah. I think that's really intuitive. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm somebody said I'm echoing, but I think we either fix that or I think that was a uh, microphone fell in the water. I don't know. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll call it that. So um, the other one I was thinking about is, and I, I've per personally um, have seen this uh, where it's a, it's a us against them mentality. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and some of that is, is, the division is like sewn in from outside influences, you know, don't trust this person, whatever. But yes. when it's us against them, I think, I think that's pretty toxic. Do, do you agree? Oh yeah. That's another huge, that's another symptom that I would, that I would identify in a workplace is that if, if there's an us versus them feeling, well, why is that? And I remember being in one organization, there was an extreme going on where we were doing confidential staff surveys. And as the leaders were turning those into me, they were peeking at the envelopes and they were reading them. 
And we promised staff members these would be confidential. It would just be my eyes only. And then we would do some generalized reports to share with the leaders feedback. But it was like they were looking at them, which really broke down trust, which then in the in the long run created an us versus them mindset. Wow. Hmm. So, and, that, and that's an extreme example. That's one that, you know, that's not going on in every company, but it's happened more than once um, where people are like, let me know what they say. Share the juicy surveys with me. Uh, and it was all, you know, about going around, around instead of having that direct communication with your people to sit down and say, hey, what's working for you? What's not? And having that person feel like they could share it. That's yeah. magic when that happens. So we got about uh, maybe four minutes left, Julie. Oh my um, goodness, how'd that go by? I so know, far? I knew this was going to go by <laughs> fast. So um, I'm, I'm I'm asking a question I almost know the answer to because again, you and I are working together. But I'm always thinking of my listener, which is, by the way, if you want to be a good host, put yourself in the shoes of your listener. So why is it beneficial to actually bring in a third party, or not just beneficial? Why does it work so much better when you bring in? a third party, like a consultant like yourself or whatever? Why can't you just get a home study course or a book or something like that? How, cause I know you've, you know, people have actually asked you that, right? And, and so talk about that a little bit, if you would. People struggle with trying to see what's going on internally if they're inside of their organization, five, 10, 15, 20 years. And I really have to think as a leader that your time is so much more valuable than that. But the best way that I heard it put is from one of my favorite motivational speakers, Les Brown. And he says, oh. he says it a couple of ways. You can't see the picture when you're in the picture. So you're too close. You have to be able to step back and look at the picture objectively to say, huh, what's going on here? What do I need to change? What needs to shift? And I don't know if you've ever hung a picture on the wall, but I often think about it like this too. When I'm really close to the picture and I'm putting that nail in the wall and I'm going to hang the picture, I step back. What is it that I see? I see a crooked picture. And mm. I'll do that. I'll do that like 10 times. Nail in the wall, picture up, step back. I'm like, oh, it's still crooked. So every time it's like crooked. But now if I'm there at the wall and I'm taking the strategy and shifting the picture and somebody behind me is going, oh, move it a little bit this way, move it a little bit that way. We get the job done much, much faster. And I, I'm left with a, a straight picture, which is what I like. Very <laughs> so, good. Yeah. So you can't really see it if you're in it, but also think about hanging a picture. You're too close. Chances are, if you're the average person, you're not going to get that picture straight. And that was a Les Brown. That was a Les Brown saying. Well, the picture saying was, but the story was mine. <laughs> okay, good. There you go. Hey, partner with Les Brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I because I was thinking about that when I was hanging a picture as I moved. I'm like, wait a second, this kind of correlates with that. Man, I can't get this right. How come I can't get this right? And I'm I'm just too close. I can't see where it's crooked. There's Jim Vaughn, another kind of a leadership expert, friend of mine hey, in Jim. Uh, in um, uh, Jacksonville. Sorry. So probably not fair to ask you this with only two minutes, but my show. So I'm going to ask it for you anyway. What can you tell us about the X factor? Um, mm. You know, because that's kind of the final piece of the detox. So the X factor, first of all, I love it because it's intriguing. That's good marketing. So <laughs> when you get to that stage of your engagement, what does that look like? So when we look at the X factor, we really want to pinpoint, well, what is it that is causing all of these symptoms to transpire in our team? or in ourselves. So we really want to look at cause and effect. Mm -hmm. So the X factor is really being able to pinpoint what is the cause? 
And then what's the specific strategy that we can implement to eliminate the cause? So instead of putting a bandaid over things over and over and over again, it's really getting to the point of what specifically is going on that's causing the symptom. So to me, the cause is not gossip. The cause is not turnover or absenteeism. Those are symptomatic of something else happening in your workplace. And that's what we need to shift. And if we could shift that and shift that fast, you're going to get a transformation pretty darn quick. I'm so glad I asked you that. I said, it's not fair to ask you this, but you gave a great answer. And that's how we're going to wrap this thing up. Julie, that's been amazing. So I know people are going to want to connect with you. They're going to want to learn from you. They're going to want to take you up on your four-hour uh, cure that you mentioned earlier. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said one, of, one of your engagements showed yes. great promise in four hours. I'm like, people are going to remember that. So how can they uh, connect with you? Yeah, feel free to come and connect with me, juliebartkus.com, B-A-R-T as in Tom, K-U-S. And we have um, an opportunity for you to grab a Getting Unstuck consultation there and just grab one and we can have a conversation and see how I might be able to help you. Julie is very, very intuitive and she has a way of uh, looking at things and phrasing things, which I think is the most valuable. And you're, I think you're more than a consultant, but that's kind of the role you know, that you, that box you're fitting in right now. Right. And that's exactly. what I think makes the best con coaches consultant is when you can see things other people can't. And more importantly, you can see around that semi truck and you can see what the forward vision is. So I, my hat's off to you. Thank you so much for coming on uh, this week's live edition of dream business radio, Julie. I greatly appreciate it. Jim, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, folks. That wraps up this very special interview with Julie Bartkus. Again, I highly recommend you connect with her, learn from her, reach out to her if you have toxic issues in your company, and keep an eye out for her new book, which is probably a few months away, but it's really taken shape. It's a very, I think it's going to be a very, very important book uh, for this year. And um, you connect with me as always at getjimpalmer.com, getjimpalmer.com. And if you're interested in joining uh, Julie and about 28 other smart entrepreneurs in the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, that is Dream Biz coaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. And don't forget, get all my books. There's, there's two of them right here. All, the digital downloads are for free. This is one hell of a stellar education, if I do say so myself, and I do. Uh, but that's it. Until this time next week, I'm Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach. You take care. Have a great day. Take care, Julie. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.